The Atlanta Braves had one of the best, if not the best, catching tandem in all of baseball in 2022. And it wasn't the duo they thought it was going to be when they signed Manny Pena this past offseason. But instead, William Contreras had a breakout year for the Atlanta Braves, setting up the question, is he the primary catcher of the future for this Atlanta Braves team, and how much longer can Travis Darno keep it going? We're going to review the catcher's year and talk about the future at the position and what they do with Manny Pena this offseason. All of that on this episode of Lockdown Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. And download the Locked On Sports Atlanta app on Roku and Amazon Fire devices for free. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOn underscore Brave. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast as we gear up for the offseason for the Atlanta Braves. And with that, we will continue to bring you coverage daily throughout the offseason. It's more so going to be three or four times a week instead of five days a week. But we'll still have plenty of coverage here throughout the offseason, especially once the World Series in and offseason news picks up. We'll have a lot more to talk about. But for right now, Going to continue our player reviews for the 2022 season. Did it several last week. I already talked a lot about Dansby Swanson, Matt Olson, Austin Riley, Ron Acuna Jr. If you want to go back and check those out. But today we're going to talk about the catching duo of Travis Darno and William Contreras because they wound up being the best catching tandem in all of baseball this year. And when you put them together, it was the best catcher all season for any team so we're going to talk about those two and what the future looks like because travis could be held for a couple of more years Contreras obviously has a lot of team control and they have manny pena as well so it could be an interesting offseason at the catcher position with what the braves decide to do there well let's start with travis darno and the braves signed him for the 2020 season for two years 16 million and that was you know before the 2020 season before the world went crazy with the pandemic and he was really good in that 2020 season, a 1.6 war player again in a 60 game sample size missed most of the regular season for 2021. Still the Braves signed him in August of that year, extended him for two more years at 8 million a year. And he ended up catching every game of the 2021 postseason that, you know, led to a world series. He was nearly a, Four war player in 2022 and was a gold glove finalist. And we have those gold glove winners announced. We'll talk about those a little later on as the Braves had a couple who won the award. Travis Darno also had a career high 18 home runs in 2022. He also hit two runs and drove in five in the, po- in the postseason. One of just a few batters for the Braves who had it going in the 2022 postseason. He has one year left on his deal, guaranteed year in 2023. But he also has an $8 million player option for 2024, which will be his age 35 season. So it'll be interesting to see if the Braves might entertain picking that up. And we'll discuss that a little later as well. 
as far as Contreras, in seven minor league season, he slashed 281, 346, 413. There's never really been a question about the bat of William Contreras. It's always been about his defense and whether he could handle the job you know, full-time or even in a part-time role defensively. There's never really been a question about the bat of William Contreras. But when he came up and got his first cup of coffee in 2020 and then he got a shot in 2021 because of all the injuries at the catcher position. But in 2021, he slashed just 215, 303, 399 and showed struggles behind the plate that a lot of uh, evaluators and scouts were concerned of. So you went in last offseason, Braves really weren't sure what they were going to get from William Contreras in 2022. So they went out and signed Manny Pena because they didn't believe William Contreras could be that catcher that could be a primary catcher or even part-time what was really surprising as well because i felt like that was the braves feeling on Contreras is that he couldn't handle that load as a catcher and i thought and i could have bet the house that shay langoliers was going to be the future catcher for the atlanta braves but then obviously alex anthopoulos makes the trade and he trades him to the Oakland Athletics and that Matt Olson deal, and then it became like, what is what is going to be the future for the Braves at catcher? Because they just traded the guy who I think a lot of us thought was going to be the future primary catcher for the Atlanta Braves, and then Manny Pena gets hurt, you know, very early into the season. Really was never healthy even when the season started, but ends up you know hurting himself and being out for the rest of the year. And then William Contreras comes up, he takes. Full advantage of the opportunity. He slashes 278, 354, 506. And oh, by the way, made the all-star team as a DH. So talk about taking advantage of an opportunity given. He finished the year with 20 home runs. Just an incredible season from William Contreras. And William Contreras and Travis Darno, in my mind, were the best catching tandem in all of baseball. And I honestly think it's not even close. When you look at their numbers just when they caught, and the numbers I'm about to give you, this is just when they were playing catcher. They slashed 282, 348, 521. That is the numbers just for the, those two when they were catching, which is pretty, pretty incredible. They were tops in OPS at 869. The next closest, the next closest catcher in OPS was Toronto at 823. So 869 to 823. The next closest in slugging was the Phillies at 480. So, again, a 40-point difference there. They hit 35 home runs from the catcher position. Cubs were the next closest at 28, a lot of those coming from Williams' brother, Wilson. They had the most hits from the catcher position with 169. They were fifth in doubles at 34, but there were four teams tied for first place with 36. So they were just two doubles behind that. Fangrass ranked them third in war at the catcher position at 6.4, but that's because they combined all of the primary catcher stats, whether they were playing catcher or not. So they had Toronto ranked first at 7.3, and the Phillies ranked second at 7.0. So either way you slice it up, you want to look at it. The Braves, in my mind, easily you know, got the most production offensively, out of all out of their catcher position all year long. And when you look at defense as well, Travis Darno was a gold glove finalist. Now you can question whether or not he deserved that, but I mean you look at his numbers, you know, six defensive run saves. He was 
uh, 8.4 frame uh, catch frame rate rating on fan graphs. I mean, all the metrics and everything there shows you that Travis Darno was great defensively behind the plate. I thought William Contreras was great as well. I was maybe even more impressed with that this year because, like I said, I never really questioned his ability to hit the ball just based on his track record in the minors. But it was the defense for me this year, the way that he called a game. I think it helped a lot that he was he was catching a lot of young guys that he had caught at the AAA level last year, whether it be Spencer Strider or Kyle Wright. Um, I think that certainly you know helped some. But I thought he was great defensively. I thought he did a wonderful job blocking baseballs. I thought he did an okay job throwing out runners. You know, neither he nor Darno were necessarily great at that. Braves pitchers don't help in that either. So I thought they were both outstanding defensively behind the plate. But Darno was good enough that, you know, he was a gold glove finalist. And it's pretty obvious that Snicker trusts him the most with the pitching staff behind the plate. So Braves have done a wonderful job for really several years now. You go back to the Kurt Suzuki, Tyler Flowers days. You know, then he brought in McCann and, and brought in Darno. The Braves have always done a great job of bringing in these catching tandems, typically veteran catchers that come in and and just do a great job of handling the staff. They give you enough offensively, and they've just done an outstanding job with the catcher position for a long time now. Just finding. Finding two guys that really they can trust, where you don't just have a primary guy who's getting worn out. Look, not many catchers can do what JT Real Muto does, and it's why he's the best in the game. You know, not many catchers can play 140 games behind the plate, take all that punishment, still hit the way that he does. He's just a unicorn in that regard. But I think the Braves do a great job of bringing in two guys that, first of all, are going to help defensively, going to be able to control or be able to. Uh, help their pitchers and call a good game, but also you can keep them fresh so that they give you something at the plate as well, typically home runs. Uh, and I just think they've done such a great job find, finding these catchers for, like I said, the last six, seven years now. But there is going to be a decision to be had going forward in terms of what the Braves do at the catcher position because just personally, I don't think they thought William Contreras could handle it long-term. And he showed me in 2022 that I think he can. And obviously, he's under team control for a long time. You got Manny Pena, who's locked up through next season as well. Travis Darno, who's locked up through at least ne next season. So what are they going to do with the catcher position going forward? We're going to talk about that next. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, NHL, and golf. I got the World Series on right now. Philly's up. Three to nothing, hitting a bunch of home runs. Bryce Harper uh, having his moment as well with a two-run homer. And Ranger Suarez continuing to break bats and get ground balls as Braves are all too familiar with. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. So what is the future for the, the catcher position for the Atlanta Braves? If you're live with me in chat, let me know your thoughts. Do you think William Contreras can handle the job primarily long-term should the Braves can look to extend Travis Darno and keep that tandem together for even longer do they trade Manny Pena this offseason let me know in the chat below and we'll talk about it in the final segment 
Well, let's start with Travis Darno. He could be a free agent after the 2023 season. Obviously, if he comes out in 2023 and has a similar season to what he had in 2022, you know, he's a, a gold glove finalist, you know, he hits well, hits for power, then they're obviously going to pick up that option for 2024. That's becomes a no-brainer at that point. The one thing with Darno is he has a history of injuries, and we've even seen that with the Braves at times, um, was healthy for most of this year. And I think being able to split that catcher, those catching duties will certainly help. I mean, if it becomes more of a split between he and William Contreras, I think that goes a long way in keeping Travis Darno healthy, keeping him on the field, and keeping him effective. So I think that's a huge part of this. But there is certainly some injury concern with Darno throughout his career. It's really been the biggest thing, I think, that has held him back. Um, but you know, can't always predict injuries. So if he comes out in 2023, you know, plays the majority of the season, has a similar year, I would expect them to pick pick up that option for 2024 at eight million dollars. Not a lot for a really good veteran catcher, and he's clearly the guy that Brian Snicker trusts behind the plate. You go back to the 2021 postseason, caught every single inning, every single game. Granted, you know there wasn't a ton of options. I mean, they even had Shea Langoliers on the taxi squad. There just weren't a lot of good options behind Darno last year. Um, but even this year in that Met series, Travis ca- caught every game in the postseason. Travis caught every game. That's clearly the guy that Snicker trusts back there when it matters the most. And he's also become somewhat of a quiet leader. You know, we've talked about it. Freddie Freeman's, you know, gone. If Dansby Swanson leaves this off season, who becomes a leader of this team I think Travis Darno, just because of the position he plays and that veteran uh, presence that he is, I think he's somewhat of a leader on this team. So we'll see you know, how that plays into their decision to keep him around. Like they're not going to keep him around if he doesn't produce. He's got to produce in 2023 and show that he's healthy. But as things sit now, I think there's a really good chance that the Braves pick up that 2024 option. As for William Contreras, He's going to turn 25 in December. Still really young for a catcher. It takes catchers a while to really, you know, develop and get to the big league level and understand how to, you know, hit at the big league level while also handling a pitching staff, which I think was a big adjustment for William Contreras, one that I thought, again, he did a tremendous job of in 2022. He's still going to be pre-arbitration eligible in 2023, and he could be under team control through 2028. So is he the future catcher of the Braves? You would ask me this coming into 2022. I would have said, you know, no way. You know, that was what we've seen of him at the big league level so far and what we saw from him, especially defensively. But what he showed me in 2022, again, not at the plate. I always thought he could hit. But what he showed me behind the plate leads me to believe I think he could be a primary catcher for the Braves in the future. I think he has what it takes to handle that job full time. I don't think the Braves are ever, I don't want to say ever, but I don't think they're looking for a catcher that's going to catch 120, 130 games. I think they love what they have going. And like I said, they've done a great job of it, of having two, you know, veteran guys who can split the duties and and keep, you know, each guy fresh for the entire season. So I don't know that it'll ever be a primary catcher that, you know, again, catches 130 games, but, Either way, I think William Contreras has shown that he's capable of carrying that load and being somebody that catches 90, 100 games a year for you and gets the bulk of starts behind the plate. 
I feel like he has become that guy now uh, and can be for the Braves. Um, as far as the farm system goes and who's behind him, there's not really much. Um, they just drafted Drake Baldwin, who is a guy that I really like. But again, we're talking about somebody who probably is not ready until 2025, 2026. But I really like the bat. There's questions about him behind the plate as well. But, you know, that's probably who's next in line to be somebody who could be, you know, a full-time catcher for you. So there's just really not much else in the farm system coming along. Um, again, for William Contreras, my thoughts on him, I feel comfortable with him being a primary catcher. I think the strides he made behind the plate, especially if an electronic strike zone comes, and I don't, I'm not saying he wasn't good at framing pitches, but, you know, I think that will obviously, you know, help him behind the plate as well. And there's also the ability to make him a full-time DH. And I think that's certainly somewhere to go. Um, you know, if you wanted to bring in another veteran catcher to pair with Travis Darno, and they have one already on the roster, which we'll talk about in a second. But if you felt like he had more value just focusing on hitting and becoming the DH, the primary DH for the team, I would be okay with that as well. I think he could fit that role very, very well for the Braves. And, and just be, you know, a primary DH, maybe catches every now and then when you need him to. So I think there's either way, I, I think he's shown, I think he's shown with the bat that he can hit at this level. We know what he did at the minor league level. And for me, he show he has shown me this past season that he has what it takes behind the plate as well to handle a pitching staff, to block baseballs, to control a run game. He he showed all those things to me in 2022. So what about Manny Pena? What happens? To, to him going forward. Braves have him signed in 2023 for $4.5 million. That's, you know, a good chunk of money. That's not just anything to, to scoff at. That, that is sizable money. I do think if the Braves wanted to trade him or felt like they needed to trade him, like they didn't want to carry another catcher and they, they felt good with William Contreras splitting those catching duties with Travis Darno, I think he would be easy to trade. You're not going to get anything significant in return, but you know, there's plenty of teams out there that want a veteran backup catcher at, you know, that price tag. So, I think it would be very easy to move Manny Peña if the Braves wanted to, if they wanted to clear that money for some other moves and they may have to. We're going to talk about payroll more and roster cuts here coming up pretty soon, but Braves may be looking for ways to to clear some payroll and certainly moving Manny Peña could do that. However, I like the idea of extra catching depth. And the question just becomes, do you carry three catchers? And I think with the DH, I think you can have three catchers because you're not going to use all those bench guys every night. But again, I, I don't know that the Braves will be willing to do that and to do that for a guy at $4.5 million that you may not use. Um, I don't think the Braves would necessarily be willing to do that. But I don't mind the idea of having three catchers, especially if that frees up uh, William Contreras to play every day, whether as a DH or at catcher. I certainly want him in the lineup as much as possible. So if I had to guess now, I'd say the Braves trade Manny Pena and then you know, maybe look for a, another veteran on a much cheaper deal that you can stash in AAA because catching depth is so important. We saw that in 2021 uh, where the Braves went through several catchers. You need those guys who can come 
fill in if an injury happens, as injuries often do with catchers. So having that catching depth is so important. They're not going to send Manny Pena to AAA. They're not going to send William Contreras down there. He's shown too much, proven too much with the bat. Uh, he's going to be on the big league roster. So perhaps they trade Manny Pena, look for another veteran catcher that they can stash in AAA to give you that depth there. If I had to guess right now, that's what I say the Braves would do this offseason. All right, next, got a little bit of news to get to. Also want to get to some of your questions and comments, and we'll do that after this break. A little bit of news from Tuesday. And, oh, by the way, hope you all had a great uh, Halloween, uh, Halloween weekend. Certainly enjoyed the festivities with the kids over the weekend, but they wore me out, which is why we didn't have a podcast on Monday. So I do apologize for that, but hope you all enjoyed the Halloween weekend. But had some news on Tuesday as they announced the Gold Glove winners. Max Reed won for the third consecutive year. Um, and I bet you if he were here to, to talk about that with me now and you gave him congratulations on it, he'd say thanks. But it's the play he didn't make in the postseason uh, that is still in the back of his mind and one that is still bothering him. But we know how great Max Freed is defensively. And that's pretty much his award you know, for however long he's in a big league starting rotation. But Dansby Swanson got his first ever gold glove. He's been close a couple of times and certainly had some opportunities. But he finally takes home the award for the first time. Not much of a surprise there. Uh, I would have been shocked had he not won the gold glove so glad to see that he did get his first one well deserved the job that he does at shortstop so pivotal and gives him a little bit uh, more in his camp to argue as contract negotiations come up this offseason he now has that under his belt as well a little bit of world series update like i said currently watching now philly's up four to nothing now in the bottom of the second so they are remaining hot um, again, just so similar to what the Braves did last offseason. It makes me a little upset that the Braves couldn't do the same thing, but just goes to show uh, you get hot at the right time. Anybody can win the World Series. Baseball can be so random at times, especially the more teams you let into a postseason. Uh, it's, you're going to have things like this happen. And, you know, I think the Astros are the better team. I said that before the postseason even started, but the way the Phillies are playing right now and they've got the home crowd behind them, they certainly are a hot team and they're more than capable of taking this World Series. So hopefully you're able to sit back and watch and enjoy that a little bit as we got a couple more days of baseball left and then the offseason's going to kick up. We're going to have a lot more things to talk about here. But let's jump into some of the comments and questions on the night. Uh, Medic for Outdoors, Anthony says, is it February yet? I'm right there with you. I tweeted out today as well. It's 108 days until the college baseball season starts. I write for College Baseball Nation, and I love the college baseball season, so I'm counting down the days to college baseball season. Chris Kaysen says, go Braves, and says, without a doubt, the best duo in 2022 for the catcher position. I got to agree with you there, Chris. I think there's no doubt in my mind what Travis Darnoa, William Contreras did uh, was the best at the catcher position for any team. Uh, Davis Gorman says, so do you believe that when all is said and done that William Contreras will be better than Shay Langoliers? That's a great question. One I actually haven't even thought about. Um, look, I don't. I still think Shay Langoliers is going to be a better catcher 
um, just because he was already great defensively when he came into the league. And that's going to play more for a catcher long term. And I think the power is going to be there for Shea as well. And I think he's going to have that power. I said, you know, I said when I was previewing him last year, going through prospect rankings, I think he'll be a potential gold glove type catcher. And I think he'll hit 250 with 20 home runs a year. And that's a really good catcher that I think will be in the league for a long time. Um, Look, can Contreras be that? Sure. And I think he can be even more than that with the bat. He showed this year he had 20 home run power. Um, you know, and hit over 270. So there's certainly the possibility for him to do that and be that. It's a great question. It's a, definitely a lot closer now than what I would have thought last offseason. Um, and Davis had also asked, do I think he'll be better than his all-star brother, Wilson? I don't think he'll be that good. Wilson Contreras is maybe the second, third best catcher in the league behind um, JT Real Muto. So I don't know that he ever reaches his brother's elite status, but I do think he has the, the capability because, like I said, there's never been a question about him hitting. I think he's going to hit. Um, it's just whether or not he he catches well enough to stay at the position as a primary catcher. Do they move him to DH? Um, again, I think if he showed me in 2022, he can handle it defensively. Uh, and then uh, Christina and Rodney Hampton said that William Contreras is big for this team. He certainly was. Look, you talk, I've talked about it all year long. You talk about breakout stars for the Braves in 2022. It was Kyle Wright on the pitching side of things. I know you had Spencer Strider break out as well. But for me, you know, guys you didn't see coming, I, you know, I thought there was a possibility Spencer Strider could come up and do big things this year. I had no idea what to expect from Kyle Wright. He came in and had a breakout season. I didn't think we were honestly really going to get anything from William Contreras this year. I thought maybe he'd come up every now and then and, and fill a role if Travis Darno or Manny Pena got hurt. But I didn't think he'd become an all-star uh, and do the things that he did. So he was huge for this team in 2022 with what he did behind uh, the plate and what he did at the plate as well. All right, that will do it for this episode of Locked On Braves. As always, thanks for making Locked On Braves your first listen of the day. For your next listen, check out Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. I'm sure they'll be talking about this World Series game to hear, maybe an Astros comeback late in this one. So make sure you check to, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, available just like this podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Again, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOn underscore Braves. Thanks for joining me here live. For those who did, make sure you follow me on Twitter at ShortstopBall so you get notified whenever I go live this offseason with a podcast. Also, make sure you subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias, DC Lundberg, Ryan Finkelstein, Taylor Blake Ward, host of Locked On Yankees, Locked On Mariners, Locked On Mets, Locked On Angels, and you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 